Natasha Speaks. I, I just want to thank my audience who is here with me today. I want to thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I hope that um, so far I was able to give you guys some encouragement from the previous segments that we were discussing about. So the last time we talked together, I basically discussed how important it is to know who you are in Christ. So today it's going to be, you know, once you actually know who you are in Christ, it's important to now learn how to hear the voice of God. And I know there may be many of you who have been walking with the Lord for a long time. There may, there may be some of you who have just now become a believer, or there may be some of you on here who wants to know more about God. Either way, I hope this encourages you for this week. So <clears throat> I'm going to dive straight into it now. And we're going to start, I'm going to actually get use a lot of different scriptures in reference to how to hear the voice of God. And I'm also going to give you guys some insight on how God speaks to me, just to give you like some insight on how he works with me. Now, he could speak to you differently than he speaks to me, but it's similar because we're all one body in Christ. So if we turn to 1 Samuel chapter 3, um, I'm actually just going to start at verse 1, and we're going to go all the way to verse 10. So it actually reads and says, The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet Sorry, the lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So Eli. Oh, no, no. So he went and, and lay down again. The Lord called Samuel and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am. You called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not know yet the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed. A third time the Lord called Samuel and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go lay down, go and lay down. And if he calls you say, speak Lord for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak for your servant is listening. So if you get a chance, I would encourage you to read the previous chapter because it actually gives you um, insight on how um, Samuel was born. And it, it, it's an interesting um, thing because he actually came from a mom. He was born from a mom who couldn't have children. And after she prayed to God and told God that if she gave her son, if God gave her a son, she would give her son back to God. When she made that promise to God or when she made that plea to God, God honored her prayer. He opened her womb and she had him. So it's almost like a miracle, really, because 
um, she couldn't have kids before. And then on top of that, after she had Samuel, she had other, God blessed her with other kids. So if you get a chance, um, I would encourage you to get some insight of where, how Samuel was born and how he came, came about, because this, the next chapter is just showing, um, basically the result of what his mom did about, basically she gave him to the church. Um, I mean, it wasn't any, they didn't call it church back then because there wasn't any building or anything like that, but they had people who you know prayed to God 24 7 they had priests and things like that so she pretty much left Samuel with Eli and I believe he was a pastor or a priest and um I had to go back and double check but I believe he was and that's where he stayed for the rest of his life like like that's based pretty much where he grew up basically so um he, he grew up with Eli Eli was a priest at the time for the Lord and so that's where Samuel um, ended up staying. He ended up staying with Eli the priest, and that's who Eli is, and that's who Samuel is. So that's just to give you some insight about, you know, a little bit of insight about the story of Samuel. But the main focus I wanted to focus on today was the fact that God was speaking to Samuel when he was young, because Samuel was just a boy. He was still growing up when he was given to Eli um, to take care of you know, him when he was younger, or to teach him about God, and um, while he was staying with Eli, it, 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 as the story goes, it, it, or it shows, as the word of, word of God says, he basically was sleeping one day, and Eli had to be nearby, but not too nearby, but he had to be sleeping somewhere, and he kept hearing his name being called, but he didn't know it was God calling him. He thought it was Eli calling him. So he kept going back to Eli, asking Eli, like, uh, you called me? And <laughs> Eli was like, no, I didn't call you. Go back and go lay down, go back to sleep. So he calls him. As I read it, the Lord is calling him constantly in it like three times. And then it kind of took a minute for Eli to realize like, oh snap, it's not me. I know it's not me calling him. And then he realized it hit him like, oh, it's the Lord calling him. And then he gives him the insight to say to the boy or to say to Samuel, like, when you go back and lay down, when you hear your voice being called, you just tell the Lord to speak to you like your servant is listening. So I just wanted to use this as an example um, to give you some insight on how God, how to hear God's voice. Um, sometimes you'll hear the voice of God. Like if you're just now learning about God, if you just now as a first or a first time believer, or it's, if this is your first time coming to Christ and now you're not really sure, like, okay, I know I, I gave, dedicated my life to Christ. I got baptized. I believe I got filled with the Holy Spirit. So now what? <laughs> if you're in that position, I just want to encourage you, like God is going to, basically begin to speak to you he's gonna start speaking to you um in a way where you're gonna start hearing his voice um the more you spend time with him so i would suggest like as you're walking with grace just continue to do what you've been doing continue to read your word continue to fast continue to pray you know continue to do those things i mean if you're going to church right now i know because of covid most people are choosing not to go to church but then 
churches are open now too so you have the option to go if you want to or to watch online either way if you're attending church online or in person continue to do what you what you're doing because the more you to spend time with God the better you'll be able to um, hear God's voice and just like Samuel like Samuel didn't really know about the voice of God like he didn't really recognize the voice of God because he 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 wasn't used to it he really thought it was Eli the priest calling him but it was really God speaking to him like he heard his voice but he didn't know whose voice it was like that just goes to show like he he didn't recognize God's voice yet um so there may be some of you out here who you know you may be walking with Christ and you're trying to figure out like okay how do I hear God's voice like you said like he's when you set yourself up in the environment of God, like like I said, keep fasting, keep praying, surrounding yourself with other believers, you know, spending time with the Lord on your own time too, like God will begin to help you to like discern how to hear his voice specifically. And, you know, it's funny, I actually wasn't going to um, mention um, this scripture uh, for this segment, but for some reason, I feel like, uh, the Lord wants me to plug this in. And there's a scripture that says my sheep, um, my sheep know my voice. And I'm actually going to just quickly just go to that scripture. And I believe it's in John, but let me just double check because I want to make sure that I'm giving you the correct, um, scripture. I don't want to lead you guys in the wrong direction. And I want you to know exactly what God says according to the word, according to his words and not mine. Um, so if you go to, um, if you go to John chapter 10, verse 25, I'm just going to read it real quick. It says, Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you did not believe the works I do in my father's name testify about me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. Verse 27. This is the highlight. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Right? So then it continues and he says, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. I and the father are one. So Jesus is speaking. Um like he's speaking to the Jews basically and the one the Pharisees and the Sadducees and so he's explaining to them like how they don't believe what he's saying and they don't believe who he is um, because he's saying Jesus is basically trying to explain who he is but they're like in denial about it and they're like no you're not who you say you are so he's basically just saying to them like listen like I'm telling you who I am I'm telling you you know about me but yet you don't believe me um, because you don't belong to me and he's basically explaining to them those who belong to me they know my voice so I just want to encourage you um, with this scripture that when you come to Christ and you belong to Jesus when as when you become a believer and you follow him you will begin to learn his voice like those who don't believe in God I mean those who haven't I'll say those who haven't fully received Um, the Holy Spirit, his spirit in them, those who haven't dedicated their lives to Christ by surrendering their lives, by actually wanting a relationship with Jesus Christ. Those who don't have that relationship, you're not going to 
you're not going to hear his voice because you haven't fully surrendered to him. So there may be some of you who are like, okay, I pray, but I don't hear his voice. Like, um, just, you know, if you truly do have a relationship with the Lord, like he will begin to speak to you. And then it's not necessarily the way Samuel was being spoken to because God speaks to people in different ways. So I'm actually going to go on and I'm going to give you some more scriptures. Um, but for right now, we're just going to take a little break so that you guys can read these scriptures for yourself and like review, review over them. When you get a chance, um, you know, you can stop this podcast and go and check it out for yourself or you can wait till the podcast is over and look into it. But yeah, like when you belong to Jesus, like he will actually like show you he'll he'll continue to speak to you and you'll learn over time the more you walk with him how to hear his voice it'll become more clear over time like it might not be overnight but um just like that he can speak to you like it's not like it takes 10 years for you to learn how to hear his voice like no (laughs) everybody's different but he he will make sure like if you're the more you spend time with him the more you will hear his voice So after this break, I'm actually going to give you some different ways um, that God speaks to people. This is just one way. um, And God just pretty much just spoke to Samuel like while he was sleeping, like while he was dozing off, kind of just speaking his name and trying to get his attention. Um, But there's a there's a couple other ways of how God um, speaks to his people. So I will discuss that right after this. Okay, thank you for coming back from the break. So um, um, before the break actually began, we were just talking about how to hear God's voice and how God speaks to people in different ways. So the first way is like he'll just speak to you. (laughs) Sometimes you could be sleeping and he'll just talk to you or he'll call your name. I mean, that's one way. I mean, Samuel was pretty much sleeping (laughs) and the Lord is like calling his name so that's one way that God can like speak to you like you know when you're in that quiet place you don't necessarily have to be sleeping for God to speak to you but that's an example to give you some insight of how God speaks to his people but there is another scripture to give you some insight on how to hear God's voice and if you go to we're actually gonna just dive right back in we're gonna go to first Kings chapter 19 and we're going to go to verse 9. And um, this is the prophet Elijah. We talked about Elijah in one of my segments. And there was a time when, to give you some insight, Elijah was among one of the prophets of the land. And uh, there was basically at the time a decree made out to kill the prophets at the time. And, you know, that threat on your life, anybody would freak out about it and, you know, panic. So there was a decree to kill, like, the prophets of the land, the prophets of God, actually. And Elijah was one of them, so he panicked and he he pretty much ran away. And he ran away for a good minute. He didn't, there was a part of him who didn't tell his servants, because apparently they had servants at the time. So he ended up in this like cave. He, he pretty much he traveled for like forty days or forty nights, and some kind of way he landed it, it landed at a place called Horeb, which is the mountain of God, 
And there he, he, he basically went into a cave and he spent the night there. So in the middle of him, again, this is at night, in the middle of him at night on his way to probably going to sleep, <laughs> the, the Lord actually appears to Elijah. So uh, if we go to verse 9, um, it says, in the word of the Lord, well, it says there he went into a cave and spent the night, right? Then it says, and the word of the Lord came to him. What are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been very zealous for the Lord, God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with a sword. I am the only one left, and now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out, went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then the voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? So it's interesting. This scripture is inter interesting because Elijah's in this cave. He's running away from the decree to be killed or whatever. So he panics. He goes in this cave. Then in the midst at night, you know, at night, once again, uh, the Lord speaks to him. And, you know, he's saying to him, like, we're all in the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. So the Lord is telling him, like, I'm, I'm about to meet you face to face. Like, maybe not face to face, but, like, I'm about to, my presence is going to be here. So... He's letting him know. And when he does that, certain things start to happen. A wind blows, right? And But it says the Lord wasn't in the wind. Then an earthquake happens, but it says the earthquake is not like the voice of God. A fire happens, the fire is not basically the voice of God. Like, But after the fire came a gentle whisper his actual voice. So his voice does not come elemental, I guess you could say. It doesn't come from the wind. It doesn't come from the mountains. It doesn't come from the earth. It doesn't come from the fire, the elements of the earth, basically. Like, that's not the voice. <laughs> that's not the voice. So if you see an earthquake or a fire, or things, the things in the weather and things all over the world, things happening and stuff like that, like, oh, that doesn't represent the voice of God that just represents the things that are happening in the earth um but the voice of God is a gentle whisper that's the that's that's the highlight of this scripture the voice of God is a gentle whisper right so his voice the Lord's voice to encourage you the Lord's voice is like a gentle whisper he doesn't come like a whirlwind like his voice is not like how the movies present it they I, I think a lot of people have this impression of god like his voice is like booming like i am the almighty like yeah it is powerful yes because there to a certain extent it, it is but when he speaks to you on a personal level it doesn't come off that way um there's a and and I'm going to probably plug this in a little, maybe a little later, but for some reason, I'm, I'm thinking about another uh, person in the Bible where I think it's Ezekiel. Um, Ezekiel is basically another 
man of God, and um, he has an open vision of heaven, and he has an open vision of the throne of God. He has an open vision of the angels in heaven, and there's a specific part. There's specific parts when Ezekiel has his open vision, and he hears the voice of God speaking. Um, even in the book of Revelations, it's almost like I don't know. He hears the voice like thunders and lightning. So it's interesting how in this aspect, when he when God speaks to Elijah, he comes in a gentle whisper. But when he speaks to Ezekiel, he comes like thunder and lightning. So <laughs> I'm actually going to have to go back and review that. So don't quote me on that. I would say go and research it for yourself because we are we have to read the word for ourselves. Um, but in this aspect, how he speaks to Elijah, he's speaking in a gentle whisper. So again, they just go to show God speaks to the people differently. Um, but Elijah hears it, you know what I'm saying? So all these things are going on, the wind, the earthquake, the fire, but none of that represents the voice of God. Only a gentle whisper does. And he, he apparently, like, as it's like pretty straightforward. Like Elijah hears him clear. He clearly hears him because he's the only one in the cave. So... <laughs> Who else would it be? Um, but yeah, I just hope that this gives you some insight too, because um, sometimes he, God will um, speak to you in a gentle whisper. I'll, I'll give you an example for me too. Like I'll use me as an example. A lot of times when, when God speaks to me, um, and mind you, back in 2010 is when I dedicated my life to Christ. I came to Christ and I said I wanted to surrender my life. I got baptized, and then I got filled with the Holy Spirit. So nonetheless, um, fast forward. So from that time frame up until now, I've I've noticed that the way God speaks to me is, it is just like a gentle whisper. Like a lot of times I can be by myself, and I can be praying to God. And then, like for example, say I'm like praying to God and asking the Lord, like, what do you want to speak to me today? Like I'll pray something like that, and I'll just be like, Lord, what do you want to speak to me today? And I might not say it out loud, but in my mind, I'm saying that. And in my heart, I'm saying that, right? And so when I do that, I wait. It's almost like I wait to hear from him. Like I give him a chance to speak. And then when I, like maybe a few minutes after, like a scripture will pop up in my mind. And um, then I'll go to that scripture. And then there's sometimes like, like almost like in practice, like I'm trying to hear God's voice. Like there's times where scriptures come into my mind and I'll go to that scripture and the scripture's not there or the verse is not there. Like there's an extra verse or something like that. And I'm just like, hmm, I didn't hear him correctly. So I'll go back and I'm like, Lord, what do you want to speak to me? And I'll like pause and wait and give it time, give him time to actually speak to me. And then I'll go back, revalue, revalue what I heard and then go back. And a lot of times I'll get the right scripture. So it, it takes time. Like you're not going to hear his, you're not going to automatically know exactly how his, like to decipher his voice. Um, it's almost like, um, a child and a parent, like I have a little guy. So, you know, when your baby is first born, like he, the baby is close to you anyway, cause he's in your womb. So, just right there, that connection is there. He, the baby already knows what his mom's, um, what his or her mom's sound voice sounds like. So it's kind of, it's kind of similar to that. Like, um, a child will know their parent's voice, right? A child will know their parent's voice regardless. 
And that's just how it is with us. Like when we become children of God, we learn how to, you know, decipher or discern, oh, that's God's voice. And that's not God's voice. Like the Lord will teach you, like you'll learn, like it'll just over time, like you just get to the point where you're just like, oh yeah, that's God's voice. That was my voice. I was just, you know, thinking whatever, whatever. And sometimes you even, you will even know like, okay, that was Satan. Satan, he was trying to speak to me. And that, that didn't sound right. Because a lot of times when the enemy comes to you too, just to plug in, like he may come to you and it sounds similar to what God is saying, but it's like something's off about it. Like you just feel like something's off. And a lot of times that's happened to me where the enemy tried to, tried to come to me and speak to me, trying to come in the form of God. And um, and it was just like, hmm, that sounds like God, but something is off about what you just said. And a lot of times when I say that, I'm like, hmm, who are you? And when I say, who are you? Then the voice stops and it's like, oh, that was Satan trying to deceive. Right. And so that's the thing, like the enemy will come and try to make, try to speak in, in the, in the form of God. But a lot of times when you, ha when you are walking with Christ long enough, he'll kind of pick up over time. Like, mm, that ain't, that's not the voice of God. Like that don't sound right. Like I don't care what you just said. It sounds similar to what God would say, but it just does not sound right. So God would teach you personally through the Holy Spirit. A key thing, Holy Spirit, like you have to have his spirit in order to know his voice. Like without receiving the Holy Spirit, you pretty much are, you're not going to be able, you're going to struggle to hear God's voice. I mean, there's people who haven't received the Holy Spirit and they've had experiences when they encounter God that they heard his voice or um, they had an open vision or they had a dream. Like in that aspect, yes, God can speak to anybody. Um, but when you have his spirit officially, it pretty much is like a seal, like boom, you, you will learn like it will become so evident to the point where you just you'll know you just know that you know that you know that you know that it's God um and God will give you confirmation for that too he'll confirm what he speaks to you so that's another way um that God speaks to his people is through a gentle whisper like it's very gentle it's not very loud and boisterous all the time like people say in the movies like he's not always like that he's because <laughs> if that was the case it would just be oh my gosh I don't think I want to hear from him so he has to come on our level when he speaks to us and a lot of times that's what he does so um I hope that gives you some insight on um how he does speak um, so I'm actually going to transition to, I'm actually going to transition and we're going to go into like another way that God speaks. So before he speaks, when God speaks, he speaks, um, like a gentle whisper basically. But this way, this second way is almost like interesting. It's very interesting. Um, so if we go to Job, Job chapter 33 verse 15 through 18 it says in a dream in a vision of the night when deep sleep falls on people as they slumber in their beds he may speak in their ears and terrify them with warnings to turn them from wrongdoing and keep them from pride to preserve them from the pit their lives from perishing by the sword so i don't know if you guys read the book of Job. book of Job is kind of long but it's a good read if you ever get a chance to read it. But Job was pretty much going through a lot of stuff. He was going through a lot of affliction and things like that. And he pretty much 
Throughout the book of Job, he was asking his friends for help and counsel and advice as to why he was going through what he was going through, why he was suffering, even though he was a follower of Christ. And um, his friends were giving him insight or giving advice about what could have happened or why the Lord did what he did or allowed what he allowed. So nonetheless, in this chapter in Job 33, um, I believe one of his friends is speaking and he's saying like God speaks to his people in um in dreams basically and he does this a lot of the times to warn us before we go the wrong direction and he does it to, does this to protect us so a lot of times um the lord can speak to you in dreams that's basically the second way that god can speak to you um i'm sure a lot of you've had dreams before and you probably woke up and it's like oh my gosh what was that dream what did that dream mean and a lot of times um it could be from the lord it could be a lot of times you might have a warning dream where, say, you were going to do something and it caused you harm or hurt or damage or something, or maybe you got bit by something or um, you hurt your arm or whatever it is. Like there are different types of dreams where God will um, speak to you when you're sleeping. And he a lot of times he, and again, it's at night. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? It's at night, the, the scriptures I've been mentioning. A lot of times the Lord speaks to us at night because of the fact that um, when we're sleeping or when we're about to go to sleep, we relax. We don't we don't have a lot of um, distractions, if that makes sense. There's not a lot of noise in our ears, right? Or we're not paying attention. Unless we're on our phone, that's another distraction. But unless our phone is off and we're just laying in bed and we're getting relaxed to sleep, a lot of times the Lord will come in our sleep and he'll drop a dream to us or he'll speak or give a vision to us and just gives us give us insight about our current situations in our waking life and he does this because our guard is is down a lot of times when we're up and we're walking and light in, in our routine we're just so busy 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 that we don't have time it's almost like we don't have time to process or even take the time out to hear God's voice so a lot of times we may feel like oh I, I don't hear God's voice I'm praying to him but I don't hear an answer well, you haven't given him chance to respond. <laughs> and sometimes some of us on here in this in Christians in general may be so busy with their lives that the only way that God can speak to you is through a dream. A lot of times you don't even get a chance. I don't even know why I'm saying this. A lot of times you don't give him a chance to respond to your prayer and you just assume that God didn't respond to your prayer when he actually did but the thing is you didn't even get a chance to hear it like you missed it so I just encourage you like um if you're having weird dreams and stuff like that that's could be God trying to get your attention like look I'm trying to get your attention I'm trying to respond to you I'm trying to speak to you but this is the only way I can and it comes off weird but you know that's his way of trying to get your attention and um there's also too like in the, in the Bible, it talks about dream interpretation. There's a, a man of God. His name is Joseph. I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you guys know Joseph. But for those of you who don't know Joseph, Joseph was basically, he, he, he basically was sold into slavery by his brothers into Egypt. And he became a servant under Pharaoh. And in the midst of his servitude, he was exalted to a high position to 
uh, rule and eventually he ended up saving his people from a famine. His family members, he ended up running into his brothers that sold him into slavery and ended up saving their lives because he was the one in charge of giving them food in the middle of a famine. But nonetheless, Joseph had the gift of interpreting dreams. So whenever somebody had a dream, he, the Lord used him to interpret what that dream meant. So that just goes to show that if God can give you a dream, he can also give you an interpretation of the dream you had. So if you're having dreams, and maybe some of you who may be having these dreams and you don't know what they mean, start asking God what they mean. And also just ask God to give you the, the gift of dream interpretation because that is a gift from God. Like you gotta, it comes from the spirit of God. Um, he's the only one who can give you a dream and reveal it to you because he knows all things. So if you have the Holy Spirit in you and you believe you, you do, then believe by faith and ask God to say, hey God, like I had this weird dream. I'm not sure what this means. I'm gonna write it down just so I remember it, but Lord, I just pray that you give me an understanding of what you're trying to speak to me, and also pray too, like, Lord, I'm not sure if this dream is from you, but if it is, I believe by faith that you will give me an understanding of what it means and what you're trying to say to me, because again, some dreams can come from God, some dreams can come from the devil, where the enemy, Satan, tries to use a dream to bring confusion or to mess with you or to torture you, like nightmares, people I'm sure you've had nightmares before, and sometimes the enemy will come to, like, mess with you. Because I've had night terrors before where I wake up and be like, mm, that did not sit well with my spirit at all. And I knew as soon as I woke up that was not God. That was the enemy trying to attack me in my dreams. Um, but then, yeah, but, yeah, dreams are important. I wouldn't say don't get too obsessed with them because... Um, sometimes you get so obsessed with them when you don't know what the meaning is that you kind of just get you get frustrated because there's been times like for me I've had dreams before and I'm like I write down the dream I pray about it and then I'm just like I really want to know what this dream means what does this dream mean and then I'm like sometimes I used to get frustrated like I don't know what it means I don't know what it means I don't know what it means but then like months later the Lord will bring that same dream into my remembrance and I'll remember the dream and then he'll show me he's like remember when you had this dream this is what this dream meant and it's like oh I didn't give him enough time I realized then like there were times I didn't give God enough time to give me the interpretation of the dream I just wanted the answer right then and there but sometimes that's not how God moves like We'll be expecting God to move one way, and then he's like, no, that's, no, that's, mm -mm. you think I move this way, but I move a, a whole nother way, you gotta, I'm gonna teach you, just like Kevin Hart says, you're gonna learn today, so, <laughs> I just thought it was funny, but, um, but yeah, like, that's, that's the second way that, that, that God speaks to his people through dreams. Like he tries to get your attention when we, when, when you don't pay attention in your waking life, he will get your attention in another way. So, um, we're actually gonna take one more break. I know this, this, this segment is kind of long, but I really believe that the Lord is leading me to help you guys with this because it's really important to learn how to hear God's voice clearly and not feel like you're confused as to whether that's God's voice or not. So after this break, I'll talk about the last way that God speaks to his people and we will take it from there.
thank you for holding out for the second break so we are back so the before the break we were actually talking about how god speaks to his people how he speaks to us and the two different ways so far that he he can speak to you is through a gentle whisper seems like a lot of times he speaks to us at night and when we're about to go to sleep and the second way is through dreams um he does this because our guard is pretty much up or we're just busy all the time throughout our day-to-day routines and we tend to not be able to hear his voice so a lot of times he chooses the evening time to pretty much talk to our hearts so those are the two ways now the last way I won't say the last way because he can speak to people, speak to us in different ways too. But these are the main ways that he speaks to us. And the third way that I that I believe he speaks to us is actually through people. So a lot of times we would maybe going through something, and we just need a word from the Lord. Um, and we might run into somebody or bump into a stranger at the grocery store, or we might run into a friend or whoever it is, and they might give us something that we need in that particular moment of time according to what we're going through and I don't know if you ever had this situation but there have been times for me um, where I needed to hear from the Lord or I just needed a word of encouragement or just something and I literally will run into someone and they would give me a message in reference to my situation and they had no idea that it was speaking to my situation <laughs> but I needed to hear it and whenever those situ- those moments would happen I would go back and be like oh thank you lord like you really did help me with that so I just um realized like for myself he uses people to speak to you like a lot of the times the lord will use people to speak to you especially if you need like words of encouragement. So, um, but the interesting thing through the Bible that it mentions is that he actually speaks through, he can use people to speak to you, but did you know that, um, they can actually be angels? I'm actually just going to read it to you right now. If we go to, uh, Hebrews, um, 13 and two, it says, do not, uh, do not forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. Isn't that pretty cool? I'll read it again. Do not forget to sp- to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it. That's deep, because when I first read this scripture, I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> So you mean to tell me, Lord, that I actually have been talking to people and people that I've been talking to in my life throughout my life could actually be could have been an angel himself in the flesh. Like, I think that's pretty cool. Like, um, I don't know if you ever had encounters with people where you ha- it made you second guess. Like, hmm, how did that person know my my business? How did that person know my information? Or how did that person know my situation? That could have been an angel that you was talking to. You had no idea that you were talking to them, um, which I think is really cool. So I'm actually going to plug in one of the scriptures of um, to give you like a confirmation that God does use angels to send his message to his people. If you actually go to um, Judges chapter 6, verses 20 to 23 actually this 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 scripture is in reference to Gideon and we talked about Gideon in in my previous segment and in reference to that 
Gideon was actually, he encountered an angel, but he really didn't know who it, that it was an angel until after the fact. So I'm actually just going to jump right in. So it says, the angel of God said to him, take the meat and the unleavened bread, place them on this rock and pour out the broth. And Gideon did so. Then the angel of the Lord touched the meat and the unleavened bread with the tip of the staff that was in his hand. Fire flared from the rock, consuming the meat and the bread, and the angel of the Lord disappeared. When Gideon realized that it was the angel of the Lord, he exclaimed, Alas, sovereign Lord, I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Peace, do not be afraid. You are not going to die. So I just thought this was really interesting that Gideon was talking to an angel, had no idea that it was an angel until after he disappeared. Now, at this time, he was basically feeding the angel. He thinking he's feeding a, a visitor that's giving him a word from the Lord. And he makes him this meat and bread. And he's like, you know, he gives it to him, um, you know, to eat. And he takes it. But when he takes it, he disappears. So I don't know if he disappears in front of him or he disappears abruptly. I don't know. It doesn't really go into detail, but it's just by based on how Gideon reacts, it just goes to show like he realizes he's like, oh my gosh, it's not a, it's not an actual person. This is an angel. And, um, he kind of, I think he kind of freaks out because the Lord had to tell him like, peace, do not be afraid. You are not going to die. <laughs> so I think he actually just was like, you know, he realized it's like, whoa, I just, this is, this is unbelievable. So I hope this gives confirmation for you, according to the word of God, that you, we actually, even to this day, like we could be entertaining angels without knowing it. I'll give you my own personal experience and then we can, we can end from, we'll end the message from here. So I remember some years ago when I was actually living with my mom and it was evening time, it's funny at night and we had just finished cooking dinner. And so I was taking out the trash, um, outside cause I lived in a, at the time we lived in an apartment complex. And so I'm taking the trash outside. And I see this guy and he looks like he was kind of like homeless or whatever. And he had a bike and he was like digging through the trash. And so I was just like um, asking him, like for some reason, someone was just telling me like I had the urge to like feed him or at least get him a plate of food because he was, he was digging for food. And so I just stopped him. I was like, hey, excuse me, sir. Um, you know, are you hungry? And he was like, yeah, yeah I'm actually hungry. I was like, do you do you want a plate? Uh, we just made I just we made my family just made some food. I can make you a plate real quick and I can bring it back to you. Right. And he's like, yeah, sure. He was actually happy. And so like, um, as soon as I said that, interesting enough, like my mom's, um, my mom's, uh, I think it was her boyfriend at the time, but now husband, um, he actually was outside. I didn't see him. And he came by, he walked by, he was like, he he called my name and he was like, Sasha, no, don't, don't feed him. Like, don't even, pay him any mind and I was like but I, I was trying to explain to him I was like but he's hungry like he's digging through the trash and I think we we have enough food to spare like we should we should uh you know at least give him a plate I mean it wouldn't hurt and he's like no don't feed him just leave it be whatever whatever like don't like he just kept like brushing it off like don't feed him don't feed him and I'm just like Ugh. and I'll be honest with you guys like I I went with what he said and I shouldn't have I should have just like snuck the plate to the guy because I really wanted to give him some food um but I actually didn't give him the plate of food and so 
Um, but it was interestingly enough when my mom's like boyfriend like left and for a hot second, like I snuck back upstairs and I like secretly put the plate together and I'm like, I don't care. I'm still going to give him the plate. And so when I came back down to give him the plate, he was gone, like literally gone. And it took less than five minutes, like less than three minutes, actually, for me to make the plate because the food was already done. I just had to put the plate, put the food on the plate and wrap it up real quick and, and sneak it back down. And I was moving quickly anyway, but it literally took less than three minutes to, to do it. And kid you not, dude, God disappeared. I thought he was still going to be digging in the trash, but he didn't. He just disappeared. And then something I was like looking all around for him I was walking around the complex like looking around walking up the sidewalk looking in the parking lot seeing if he was like up the street or you know if he was still riding because he had a bike so I'm thinking like maybe I could catch him on his way riding in a certain direction and call out to him like hey I got you the food but when I came back down he was gone nowhere to be found no trail no person no bike no nothing and so a part of me was like, did I just encounter an angel or something like that? It came to my mind, but I never really entertained it that much. But I knew from that moment I had like a huge conviction after that. Like, oh, I should have fed him regardless of what he had said. I should have just gave him the food. Um, but I don't know. I can't prove or say that the guy was either a real person, a real homeless guy, or if he was an angel. But it's just interesting how me reading this to you about Gideon feeding this guy who he thinks is a guy but is an actual angel and it turned out to be an angel so that gives I hope this gives you some insight like just be careful be mindful of how you treat other people um you know how you conversate it could be just a simple conversation because sometimes you might actually be talking to an angel and you have no idea you know you're entertaining a messenger from God so this is the this is basically the ending of this session or the segment of knowing the voice of God. I hope this encourages you um, in more ways than <laughs> I can imagine because it really helped me. It is even a reminder to me when I read these scriptures that, you know, we are the children of God and he cares for us. He loves us and he wants us to recognize his voice. So um, I hope this really helps anyone who's listening. And, you know, I hope you enjoy your holidays. I know Christmas is coming up. Um, New Year's is coming up. I'll try to make sure that I have another segment coming up. Um, It may get busy season again, but um, I'll do my best to continue to make these uh, to make these sessions or segments for you because we are all one body in Christ. Hope you enjoy your week and um, we, you know, I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye bye.